and we're back with another episode of We Just Talking. It's episode 26. Myself, Isaiah Torian. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing? Oh, man. I had a late night last night, so your boy's boy's hurting today, but I'm good, man. He got pretty rowdy and was at home by 1228. Yeah, dude. It's late when you get old. It Mm -hmm. really is, man. Um, Went and and did a little... uh, little school shopping for the kids, man. Fucking hell. It's my kids are at that age now and they've, you know, they've introduced the youngest one to it where they're like basically brand whores now. <laughs> so I had to I bought my son a pair of air forces, hundred dollars for a kid's fucking air force one, uh, a pair of blazers, another 90 bucks. And then Penelope got, she got some fire ass Adidas. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like three brand name pairs of shoes for like 250, 260 bucks is not bad, but it's like, God damn, dude. I don't, my mom didn't spend $260 on me and Isaiah's shoes in like three years to start school. So it's like, yeah. Fuck. We was, we was shopping at the Payless and whatnot, some of my heavies. Man, I heard that. I was looking, we was looking for them buy one, get one half off or buy one, get one free. <laughs> I remember when the Shacks came out. Oh yeah, we almost got a pair of Shacks. <laughs> Pay less. How about you guys? You guys doing all right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty normal run of the mill stuff on Saturday. Uh, had to had the opportunity to watch my nieces and nephews, which was fun. They listened. They didn't act up. Um, <laughs> Tarians. Tarian's wife said, hey, I got their medicine. Please give them that whenever you want them to go to bed. You know, just a melatonin gummy. Put them out in about 30 minutes. Boy, I was chilling in that living room. It was dead quiet. I loved it. Yeah, melatonin is the uh, it is a, the secret weapon. When my kids are... <laughs> last week when we went to Florida, the kiddos didn't want to calm down. We were in the hotel because we stopped at Memphis first. We went up to Tennessee and then went down and popped melatonin and it put him down for the count and then we got to the airbnb and uh lacy's daughter ray she's two she was on 12 she was just <laughs> running up and down the stairs flying everywhere and uh my aunt marcia was going to sleep and she was like i'll put ray to sleep but she won't go to sleep and elizabeth told she was like hey y'all can go in there and since it's the first time just cut it in half and uh, just <laughs> give it to her Boy, she went to running and start like started slowing down, and then you could see her like fading out, and she was trying to fight it, like she was no, no, and then she she passed out, woke up the next morning, she was calm, she was just kind of sitting there, she was like, man, what the hell happened? <laughs> Elizabeth yeah. said, I got I got these in the tug, just half it. She's she's little. Yeah, yeah, she she got that little body. You know what I'm saying? Just she can't handle a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, fellas, we're in a good time, man. There's, there, we're about to have some football. I know college starts up before too long, a few weeks. Uh, NFL shortly after that. Uh, so we have training camps, the Hall of Fame game. Everything is starting to pop off, which is fantastic because watching Jake Paul and Nate Diaz fight last night was terrible. But yeah. T sent me a video, and it was talking about your top five least favorite or most hated athletes and it's a good topic go Sweet ahead topic. and start breaking out some names bro because i got I, I got three 
to four I, real quick names. Yeah, I wrote some down. <laughs> I mean, I mean, first, first and foremost, dude, Floyd Mayweather is mine. I fucking, I, I can't stand him, dude. Like he's just, and I, and I hate how people are so behind him being like being like the greatest fighter of all time dude he never fought guys in their prime frustrates the hell out of me dude um he's one honestly hate to say it israel adesanya is probably my number two um patrick mahomes (laughs) is up there Easy, Not, Zach. It, it, but it's like the top, it's to yeah. me though. It's it's uh, obviously I know he's a great player, but it's like the Tom Brady thing. Like I didn't like Tom Brady either, but you can't deny their greatness, and it's frustrating. Yeah. It's like it's almost like not so much hate, but like love to hate kind mm-hmm. of things. Because LeBron James is up there too. I hate how he refers to himself as the king. Fucking change right. the game where you couldn't foul him, but he could run you over and he could right. get to the basket. Real, real quick, I, and this may be it, Isaiah. I'm sorry I put that on you, but you have grown men out here calling homie the king or my king. That's 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 man, that's stupid. Yeah, but my fault. Go ahead, team. <laughs> no, no, and then I mean, honestly. Come on, brother. Say what's on your heart. Probably Colby Covington. He's up there too. Yeah. Just because, like his, like you, you hear everything about him, like outside of the UFC, and people say that dude is like the nicest kid. It's this is just his shtick. It's a fucking act, and it's a bad act. It's like annoyingly bad. Mm-hmm. And I hate that he had to be a fucking cocksucker to fucking stick around in the UFC. He just couldn't do it on talent alone. So he had to become an asshole to do it. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like it I hate to say it, but it's not like like the WWE wrestling where they're like you're it's, it's not the known do like motherfuckers get in the ring sister. and kill you for real. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're talking shit. <laughs> like, hey man, hey Jorge 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 pulled up on him, okay? Jorge pulled up yeah. on him. Yeah, and everybody knew that uh, somebody was going to actually pull up on him. I think, honestly, he's lucky that it was Jorge, who was somewhat of a former friend. I mean, he says some crazy shit about his wife, but he's lucky yeah. it was Jorge Masvidal and not a... So, some of these dudes, especially in the UFC, they're low-key real as fuck, and they low-key have them Diaz clicks with them that'll just fight everybody for no reason and just yep. fuck everybody up and not care. So he's he's honestly lucky it was just Masvidal who was just by himself because oh, like shit. yeah like Diaz would have beat the fuck out of the whole restaurant and yeah and the last guy I'm glad you mentioned him uh, Nate Diaz because then there's my last most hated person and that's Jake Paul I'm so tired of him. <laughs> I'm so tired of this dude fucking padding his boxing record against guys who aren't boxers. Fucking pisses me off so bad. Like if you like, here's the thing. I was talking to somebody about this last night. It's like you, if you want to be respected in the boxing community, you need to be boxing amateur boxers, not fucking, not UFC fighters, not basketball players, not former YouTube people. 
Like you need to fight real fighters, but he won't do that because he's a fucking pussy. And he knows that if he boxed a real boxer, they'd beat the shit out of him. They put on yeah. a, a masterclass in how to really box, which makes sense. That's why he's only fought one guy who is a legit boxer and he fucking lost to him. So yeah. I just, I, I, I just really hope. And what, what's even funny though, like what's even funnier too is he's not going to, he's not going to ever fight real boxers again because he fights as a natural cruiserweight or a light heavyweight and those guys will beat the absolute shit out of him. So <laughs> thanks. Like, you know, the cruiserweight champion right now is Dimitri Bevel. You think Jake Paul's going to fight that guy? No, that dude will fucking kill him. Like, <laughs> that dude beat up Canelo, and he wants to fight Canelo. He's going to wait till Canelo's 85 years old to fight him. That might be – that might not be him. old enough. <laughs> fight him yeah. and, like, maybe knock him down, and he's going to say, man, I dropped Canelo. It's like it's like Logan Paul say, "Yo, man, man, I don't know, bro. When I, I had, him, man, I, I him, had bro. him. I watched him stumble. Like, no, the fuck, you didn't, because <laughs> you weighed two hundred twenty pounds, and Floyd was one fifty, and you fell yeah. into him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he threw the worst. He threw the worst combination ever, and the casual or really just a bunch of younger people who never have followed boxing." Or never like they don't know what an actual fight is. Yeah. When they seen Logan swinging, they thought he was really doing something, and it's like, bro, come on. Like I, I get like they're they're bringing a new audience to boxing, which is great. Unfortunately, they're bringing an audience who knows fuck all about boxing. Yep, it's very uneducated. So they yeah. think that these guys are good, and it's like, dude, you guys clearly have not like you did like. I feel like there's a disconnect in between people that watch fucking Jake Paul fight and then people that watch like the Terrence Crawford Errol Spence fight. Yes. Like yeah. they're like they do like dude, there's levels to this shit. Yes. And it is so it, different when you're when when it's two guys who are actual boxers with rank who haven't lost fight each other. Versus this fucking Chad who's fought nothing but a bunch of fucking internet sensations and former athletes. So different. Which it, you can get is. into that too. I, I think people who are fans of Errol Spence, dude, I've been seeing a lot of them. I kind of hate them too. They're not the yeah. athletes, but <laughs> I hate they're up there for my level of hate because the excuses that those people have fucking made for Errol Spence are fucking ridiculous. Forgetting that fucking Terrence Crawford walked him down for nine fucking rounds and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, that was Dropped bad. Him four times. Homie looked like um he looked like Will Smith on Hitch. That dude, they're yeah. sort of saying he literally got lucky. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you see this? I don't know if luck had anything to do with that. Yeah, he he got he got fucked up. Bad. What about you guys? Yeah, Isaiah, go ahead. Oh man, top five most hated athletes of all time. I gotta say, one of mine that I hated the most coming up is definitely Peyton Manning. I don't know why. I just hated Peyton Manning, dude. I didn't think he was that good. Um, especially after watching Mike Duff and saw it and seeing how he talked to Jeff Saturday, <laughs> hated him even more. Hi, you uh, just you just snapped the fucking football. Yeah, you just don't fucking call a play. I call a play. But just no, block. 
I think the reason why I hated Peyton Manning so much is because I didn't like his aspect of becoming of being troll freak as much. I think there's a difference between wanting to win and putting your team in the best position to win. And I think it's your arrogance that can cost you wins and that could cost you games. Yes, Peyton Manning is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. I'm not going to take that away from him. But at the same time, he only went to two Super Bowls. Three. He went to he went to three and won two. Forgot about that one in Denver. I say that the Denver Broncos defense won him that last one. Hmm. But, he went to four, I think, actually. Did he go Real four? quick. Cause, yeah, because he – remember he – Oh, yeah, he lost to the Seahawks. The yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, so yeah. he went to four. So he went to four over, what, a 17-year career. Um, he only went – yeah, he went twice with both teams, and I think, yes, the AFC was an absolute stacked division all those years that he was in it, but when you listen to people talk about him, they say he's a good, you know, he's 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 great. He's great at diagnosing things and figuring everything out, but I think it was just he thought that he was better than the organization at times. So I got to go. I got to go Peyton Man thing. I, I, can, I mean, I was can, he wrong, though? <laughs> <laughs> to a yeah. sense, I I understand what you're saying though, Isaiah. I I don't think I mean definitely I believe you did dislike Peyton, but I also yeah. think that it was a mixture of Peyton fans, because for yeah. me personally, I a lot of the stuff that I used to hear about Peyton and how he was so great, and I mm-hmm. used to always tell people, hey, it's a little bit different because he's throwing to Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a little bit, but. But no, go ahead. Who's who's number four, bro? Uh, man, number four, bro. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up and I'm gonna go to the fight game. I'm gonna switch it up and go to the fight game. And I gotta say, without a shadow of a doubt, I I just hate Conor McGregor. I just don't want him to win. <laughs> I, I I I don't. I mean, I understand. You know his it, it's and a lot of the times too. It's like. T mentioned it. You just mentioned it. It's the fans because he's so polarizing. You know, Conor McGregor said, I'm a product of my environment in the sense of that I give the energy that's given to me. But I'm not taking away that from his come up. But if you look at his overall record and you look what he did, Conor has how many fights in the UFC total? Why are we still talking about him? Yeah, why are we still talking about him? In the sense, like... He keeps pushing things back and pushing things back. He's like, he's becoming the, I hate to say it because I love John Jones, but he's he's doing some John Jones shit to where like, he's great. He's getting in trouble. He's, he's, he's staggering himself. He made his bag and now he's just too arrogant. I think overall for like somebody seeing that, I, I just, I just don't like the way he carries himself. I really, and I loved the fact that um, Dustin Poirier beat his ass twice. I mean, Dr. Stoppage on the second one. But I wanted – I knew that Cowboy would have beat him. But for some reason, I was like, I just want Cowboy to knock him out, even though he threw those shoulders. So, Conor McGregor's <laughs> number four for me. Um, number three, man, I got to think of – this is in my adolescence, and I appreciated his greatness later on in my life. But I – hated Kobe because I was a Spurs fan and he's probably one of the most hate, hated athletes of all time 
I think the tide changed after, obviously, he passed away in the way that he passed away. But he wanted to win. And if you didn't like that, then, you know, you could call him a ball hog. But if nobody else would score, fuck it. He was, he was going to go score. So Kobe's probably my three. Uh, number four. I mean, number two. <sighs> Hated athletes, man. Ah, I got I wrote some down, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go off the script a little bit. This man, is my two. Yeah, this is my two. So number two, uh, I fucking hate Jay Cutler. God damn, <laughs> I hate Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's a quitter. He's cocky. He's a prick. I don't even know how he got any sort of money because he went to what? How many playoff games? How many did he win? He quit in that NFC Championship game. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. He quit. There's not a doubt about it. He quit in that, that NFC Championship game. And his he career, he didn't. If you were stuck with that bum-ass team he was playing on. He was, he was in the NFC Championship with the Bears, bro. What are you yeah, talking about? <laughs> well, no, they didn't suck. He sucked. He quit on them. What? He had Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett. Matt Forte, that's just on offense. The defense was still good. I mean, there's a reason why you make it to the NFC Championship. And then he went to my Dolphins, and he became even more ass. So that's why I hate him. Number one, Zach, sorry about you, bud. I hate Russell Westbrook. (laughs) He's up there for me, too. I hate Russell Westbrook. I think – and it's it's weird because every athlete that I'm describing, well, about – a third of well, about half of them. I appreciate their story, where they came from, how they had to work. But then, when whenever they kind of came into their own, they switched up their personalities. They changed. Uh, Russ, as soon as he was able to get out of the shadow of KD, he became next level, just arrogant. He's still cocky. He still talks shit. And I get it. You're apolo- unapologetically yourself. But your game's got to back up your talk, and I mean, let's be, let's be real. What is this? What fourth team, fifth team that he's been in since he's left Oklahoma City? Uh, Washington. some major. Yeah, uh, the Rockets, Washington, the Lakers, and technically he got traded to who was it Utah, and yeah. then got picked up by the Clippers. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, like some ain't translated. I get it. He's getting older, but at the same time. Look at somebody else that's around his age and is still fruitful in the game of basketball. KD. I mean, granted, they have different skill sets. Chris Paul is six years older than Russell Westbrook, and he's still a serviceable player. Can you argue that Russell Westbrook is still serviceable? Um, it depends. Or does he just, shoot, or does, does he just <laughs> shoot too fucking much? He does, does shoot he too much. De- does he demand the ball too much? Yes, yes, absolutely. So to me, it's Russell Westbrook, hands yeah, down. And I don't like his fucking brother either. Sorry, I'm just gonna say it. Um, no, he this is just a fact. fucking rode off the coattails of Russ. He's on when some he Jackson came, Mahomes shit. Yeah, just not as bad. But it yeah. when I remember when he came to UCO, how you was like, man, what the fuck? And did he try to play basketball too, bro? Fuck no. And you know it's what like I mean? Five eight. Yeah. 
yeah, he Isaiah used to get hot about about all. I forgot his brother's name, but right. his brother, yeah, his brother be on Twitter talking reckless about organizations and stuff. He's real shit. He's as bad as Levar Ball. He just doesn't get the microphone or doesn't get put in front of Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and them. And you know what's even more funny is. To LeVar Ball's credit, LeVar Ball was a professional athlete, briefly, but he was. Ray w- was never. I'm sorry. You can't, Your opinion can't matter a whole lot because you don't know what an organization is actually like. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that organization, you're a professional athlete. That is your job. Yeah, you might be in a shitty work environment, but do you want to work there or not? That so is for him to have – him to have an opinion is null and void. Like, nigga, you ain't never. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm All stuck. right. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw mine out because I, I had mine written down too. Uh, number five, Paul Pierce. I know people. Ooh, yeah, I know I like people that. are going like to say. That's nice. Yeah. I, and and I like you want to know, know the weird thing about Paul Pierce? I've disliked him since forever. And at first, I didn't even know why I just didn't like him. When I would hoop and stuff, like when that that moment where he's dribbling against, I think uh, I forgot Al Harrington or somebody, and he's mm-hmm. kind of talking shit, and then he hits that sidestep three in him for like yeah. for the go win or whatever. Yeah, I just looked at him and I was like, I don't like this motherfucker. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Was, I don't know why. And and then obviously, whenever they beat my Lakers in 08, that definitely fueled me and then even now homie just talks way too much like oh i'm better than Dwayne wade but stop oh, it dude. Yeah, Ooh, kg yeah. was like cap <laughs> they were on a podcast yeah. he was like cap how are you yeah, better than him? yeah that's <laughs> that's your teammate yeah that's that that killed me right so but that's my number five number four and i don't dislike this guy i just disliked how he fought it was irritating um number four is george rush st pierre because i knew he was yeah i knew he was so much better than what he showed but after he got starched uh, by matt sarah he never fought like aggressive again it was all he would come out fast hard pause and he would just kind of just rest on the fence or he would take you down he didn't do a lot of damage and i knew he was a lot better than that he was just afraid to take risks because he didn't want to get knocked out again and i understand Mm -hmm. it but I hated watching his fights. I hated arguing with people saying that he was he was more entertaining than Anderson Silva at that time. I didn't like none of that shit. So GSP is my number four. My number three is James Harden. I I can't I cannot watch basketball because of James Harden. That style. The it this is a legit stat. James Harden has more free throws attempted in his career than he does field goals. That that doesn't make any that's sense. Fucking wild. Yeah, that's that what lets crazy. me know that the NBA is all about entertainment. There, it's not a. It shouldn't even be called a professional basketball league because they are just trying to find ways to make people score more points, break records, and do this to sell more tickets. So it's, it shouldn't be a professional sport. It should just be entertainment like WWE. So because again. Do they fix games like that? I don't think so, but I do think that they tailor, like what T said earlier, they change rules for the players like Michael Jordan. They did it for LeBron, and they change the rules to make it to where it's so much more dissectable that everyone wants to watch it, and they make more money. And James Harden, to me, 
just takes so much advantage of that. And you watch the games. They're all five and a half hours because he shoots a thousand free throws. And it's just crazy as fuck, right? Yeah. My number two, Dakota Rain Prescott, because he is <laughs> mid as fuck. That's why. That is that is the end of it. He is mid as fuck. I'm sick and tired of listening to people say that Dak is generational talent and he's this and he's that. And they try to compare him to like they try to compare him to like Patrick Mahomes. And it's it's crazy to me because he is Kirk Cousins. They try to make it seem like Dak makes those plays that Patty Mahomes makes in the playoffs where he you're, you're down by X amount of point and you give uh, you give Pat Mahomes or you give Tom Brady, you give these quarterbacks the ball and everybody's like, man, he's about to go and win this game. Dak Prescott will do that in the regular season. Sometimes in yeah. the playoffs, when he takes the field, everyone's first thought is how is he going to fuck this up? And that's why he's mid. That is 100% why he's mid. He doesn't make those plays that would put him into the the upper echelon of player or quarterback. Mm-hmm. He just makes those plays in the regular season. And I'm, I watch the quarterback series. So does Kirk Cousins. So that's – and you know Cowboys fans will be quick to be like, Kirk Cousins is mid. Yeah, like, so bro, is Dak. So yeah, is Dak. He's, he's honestly better than your quarterback. Yeah. I saw a deal. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> – yeah, Dak's fucking black Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. That's hey, and I like Kirk Cousins better. Kirk Cousins seems like a cooler dude. He's a great guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that's it's it's wild to me. Is, My, is it, I think oh, it's I the Cowboys fan base and their fucking yeah. owner overpaying him too, which yeah, we the boys. also yeah. fucks things up. Yeah, because yeah, one question I, that I had though, Marlon, was uh is he any different than Tony Romo? No. Tony Romo no. is better. He's more yeah. efficient. Yes. A lot. Tony Romo also, he was in a worse spot. I don't remember Tony's defense ever being as stacked up as it is. Their defense was Marcus Ware or bust. Also didn't yeah. he also didn't have the, the offensive weapons that Dak has. Right. He had no, Dez, still better towards the end. He had yeah, Dez, but yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. But well, yeah, really number one, was, sorry. Okay, so number one, this is Again, it's not the player. It's just the me me not liking this bullshit, honestly. And maybe I'm a little bit of a hater. So the fuck what? My number one most hated athlete of all time is Bo Jackson. I Ooh, the hype. I, the, yeah, because when you when I I look at it right, and I'm like, okay, here is what Bo did, right, in baseball and in the NFL, right. I look at that versus what someone like Dion did. And if someone says that Bo was a better two-sport athlete, it doesn't comprehend in my head because I'm like, he played four years. He never ran for a thousand. Meanwhile, Dion's one of the the greatest corner of all time. And then he Mm -hmm. won a World Series and he played a big role in that. And I understand the hype. I understand the, you know, the mystique of Bo Jack, but I didn't see that shit. Yeah. I, I wasn't there. It's it to me. It's just it's those stories from older people, which now I'm getting there too. But older people when they're like, "Oh, I could have sworn home." Whenever we would back in my day, we ran a four one forty, and it's like, no, you fucking didn't. He's the fastest guy I'd ever seen. Yeah, that's <laughs> I love it. I'll, from but, old people. But, 
Yeah, Bo Jackson, I tell you, he hit one of them balls so damn far, I could have sworn it went 600 feet. And it's like, he probably did crush one. I guarantee you he crushed one. But just because he hit home runs, I'm supposed to think he's a generational baseball player like Shohei Atani. No. No. No, you he can... was he, he he had some great highlights. He had a rocket arm. He he could hit the fuck out of the ball. He also struck out a lot. And yes. so so Dion's on base percentage was a lot better. Dion's deal base is just as good because he was probably faster, honestly. Uh yeah. and then yeah, Dion was Dion played in the outfield just like he did. He was a yeah, he was a better batter. And it's just yeah. It yeah. That, Bo Jackson to me is because like I said when you'll have you'll you'll have a conversation like this where you give your top five and you'll say who's the top five best running backs of all time and you'll hear similar names right barry walter jim like you know and then you'll start getting into your your eric dickerson and stuff Mm. but people will try to sneak bo jackson in and i'm like i didn't have the stats to back it up bro yeah bo yeah if you look at bo jackson's overall hype it lasted what Five, six years tops. Four or five, four or five years in the. Are you talking about in the in the NFL or are you talking about? Oh, I'm just talking about just, overall overall career, both sports. Uh, so I'd How say many seasons first, did he even play baseball? Not that much because once he blew his. Well, no, he came back and strictly played baseball. So yeah. probably six, seven seasons in baseball. Yeah, you got to think. Dion quit playing baseball and was still playing Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, Bo played. Hold on, shit. Nah, I ain't looking at that. But either way, he. I know he played it's a few years. Yeah. yeah, he played a few years, and, and it is what it is. And I, by no means, am I saying that that I don't think Bo was a like a super athlete. I just think it maybe some of those stories were stretched a little bit, and then also, athletes like Bo was back then are our normal athletes today yeah i mean even (laughs) if you look at a couple years later i I just watched that um nfl network original a football life about tony gonzalez you could argue that like tony gonzalez was a better athlete he's the greatest tight end of all time and went to two ncaa tournaments and at one point he was like i might go pro basketball it was a real possibility for him yeah there's other there's other athletes like that too. You have Randy Moss. You had, yep. there's there's a like Patrick Mahomes could have went and played baseball. Or Russell Wilson at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's a like there's so many guys that do it like that that are super that are really good at both. Again, look Jameis Winston. You have guys who do that. To me, it's just kind of like like old people just holding on to it. And I understand like I understand it to a certain extent, but he didn't have the he didn't have the he didn't have the resume to back it up. His no. was just just strictly hype. Am I saying the hype doesn't exist? Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is is what I can see physically. It wasn't. Don't don't put him in your top five. Is what I'm saying. Like fuck out. Um, I would I would like to switch from Kobe to um, Johnny Football, please. Is that an option? Nope. No, <laughs> sir. Nope. And and tease Jake Paul. I, I Jake Paul is. I'm fucking tired of that shit too. I'm tired of. I'm tired of watching him look like a boxer against old MMA guys whose footwork is terrible. 
or look like they don't want to be out there or who punches like a teenage guy, like a 13 year old kid. Dude, like they're only fighting him because they stand to make more money than they did in yes. the UFC because Dana's a piece of shit. Well, well, it depends though, because if unless Nate pulls like 20 mil, he's making more in the UFC because they, sh- they, uh, they showed his payout from his last fight with Tony Ferguson. And since Nate gets a uh, pay-per-view gate and stuff after like his show, his show uh, to fight was only maybe 500 or 750,000. But after everything stacked on at the win bonus and fight of the night, all that shit on it, Nate made like 12, 12 mil. So God, it just, God. it just, yeah, it, it just depends. Cause I used to look at it too as like, this is what they get paid to show. And you look at it and you say, how the fuck does John Jones only make like 500,000 to show? But it's everything that's stacked on after. You get yeah. the 500 to show, you get another 500 to 750 to win, then you get the, the fight of the night bonuses, then you get blah, 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 all this shit stacked on top of it. Gate fee if you're a champion, pay-per-view buys if you're a champion, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Well, and a lot of the times, too, I'm not saying that Data's not... No, he's a piece of shit, a, but... A full, I mean, but he also, he treats it the way that they kind of treat the WWE. You have to be a bigger name. You have to earn your pay, and, and essentially, in the UFC. And it's not fair across the board, which, I mean, from a business side, it's shitty. But at the same time, it's the reality of being in an organization like that. Whenever you sign, you have to know that going in. And a lot of those they guys do. do. Yeah. And when they, they start making it. Yeah, and a lot of those guys that make a name for themselves. I mean, Francis Ngannou was maybe the one guy that, like, he thought he was bigger than what he was as far as, like, pay. In my opinion, he thought yeah. he was a lot bigger than what he was. Yeah, he like, was thinking that he is, was selling Conor McGregor pay-per-views and he's yeah. not. I Which, think that's, like, my big disconnect with the UFC is, like, I hate how there's guys who, <clears throat> in their last several fights aren't even at 500 as far as their win percentage, but they're making more than guys who are undefeated. Bigger draws, man. Sadly. Yeah. yeah. Well, te- I mean, technically, if you look at it and you see, like, Jake Paul makes more money than, let's say, a, 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 a fighter who just turned pro, in, like, his next three or four fights, he won't even sniff what Jake is, is sniffing, and Jake Dude, is a yeah. piece of shit. You want to hear yeah. some conspiracy theory Torian shit? Here recently, I've seen those guys, those those boxing promoters like Eddie Hearn and shit, saying like, "Man, you know, I mean, Jake seems to be, you know, seems seems like the real deal, man. You know, I'd I'd love to I'd love to promote something with him, get him a fight, dude. I think those dudes are trying to bait him in to fighting somebody." who's like a like a prospect who's like very young in their career and that dude's gonna fucking kill jake paul like (laughs) i think i think that's why eddie hearn is doing that shit i agree oh yeah i gotta take him serious man like he looks pretty (laughs) good you know like because then he's gonna come in there thinking he's fucking hot shit dude and give me this other guy's gonna be humble he might talk a little shit but that dude's gonna get in the ring and just fucking body snatch that kid (laughs) some beat him so bad he doesn't want to fight anymore yeah, I I think it's a compound issue too, like or not even an issue, but I I think like Eddie Hearns is trying to get him too. Couple reasons. For one, he knows if he whoever gets him first, 
stands to make the most money, and it's going to be a quick spark. They're going to sign him. They're going to put him on a card, and that card and that gate is going to do fucking nuts because it's Jake Paul. It's not going to be boxing fans, but it's going to be those Jake Paul fans, right? You'll get Ariel Hawani there doing shit because he's going to get a piece of the bread. A bunch of media. You'll have YouTubers and celebrities and motherfuckers is just going to show up, right? It's going to be crazy. It's going to be back the good good old days of boxing. Mm-hmm. Jake Paul's then going to get sacrificed, and that's it. That's it. That one fight is it. They know I can make a shit ton of money for this, but then after people see what actual ranked professional boxers will do to this kid, it's over with. The mystique yeah. is gone. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it by by any means, if Jake were in there, which he's not, but if he were to get in there and knock someone out or or win a couple of ranked fights, hey, good on him. But I just don't see it. I I watched him fight Tommy Fury or uh, yeah, Tommy Fury. And Tommy Fury, you have like people like Joe Rogan who will who will go to their deathbed and say, oh, Tommy Fury is a fucking oh man, he is a a real boxer and he's he's a great boxer. Like he's not a great boxer. He's not. No. He's his brother no. is Tyson. That yeah. like if, he's, if he just, a, he's just a boxer right now. Yeah. But yeah. He's a, it. he's it if people want to keep it real to keep it a hundred stack, fighting Tommy Fury for him would be like him coming to Oklahoma and fighting my Uncle Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think Tracy probably hands his ass up. To yeah, he probably beat the fu- he probably beat the fuck out of Jake Paul. But that that's what I'm saying is like that's all Tommy Fury is. Tommy Fury isn't anybody that is a ranked real fighter who has like Olympic boxing pedigree or this and that, this and that, and they'll just beat the fuck out of him. He's just he boxed. His dad is crazy. His older brother is Tyson Fury. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's like these guys are, and I, I honestly think like that's why it's not going to pan out. Because like, do I think? is trying to take it serious. Yes, I think he's trying to take it serious because he doesn't want to get fucking embarrassed out there, right? Smart. But like all this like like all this shit where they have them they have these dudes signing NDAs and all this other shit so that they don't go out and talk about like what's happening in the camp. Like that dude that he was supposed to fight before it got scrapped and he ended up fighting like Tommy Oh, I don't even know if it's Tommy Fury. He might yeah, have ended up fighting Anderson Silva. Oh that no, dude yeah, it that was he him. was gonna box. That guy was a real boxer with a real record, and he sparred with Jake, and he beat Jake the fuck up when they when they were sparring. And then Jake wants to come out talking his shit and all this other stuff. They tried to they tried to dehydrate this dude down to where he was like nothing to make weight and the dude was like nah man that's cool dude like i'll I'll fucking do it and you know he tried to like spin the narrative like oh he wasn't gonna make weight and buddy was like dude you're talking about this two days before i need to make weight yeah and here today is weigh-in day and i'm at the weight that i'm supposed to be yeah, because they scrapped that shit like five days out, and he said he's not going to make weight, so we need to. Or it may, it may have been a couple weeks, and yeah, they scrapped it, and they were, he was like, you know, we're going to have to change this, and it's going to be Anderson Silva now, and blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah, and that dude made weight. He, Jake yeah. didn't want to fight him because Jake knew, like, no, this guy's a boxer for real. This dude might knock me the fuck out, so I don't want to yeah. risk that. And he's a bigger dude too. That that yeah. would have been the actual. Well, besides Tommy. Well, and he fought Tommy after that would have been the actual, the only guy that was actually bigger or as big as him. He's fought yeah. 
smaller guys like somebody like, posted I'm not on impressed last with him fighting anybody until like if you're gonna if you're gonna fight an MMA fighter then get in the octagon and fight them like yeah yeah if you're gonna box you need to be boxing real boxers because like no one's like true fans of boxing are not impressed like I'm impressed that you got in the ring to box like I think it having a full camp and all that shit like yes like that is I mean, it's good that you did that, but you're supposed to do that as a boxer. But if you're going to box, you need to be boxing somebody who actually boxes, not to fucking grapple, not guys who wrestle. No. Fight a, like, you want to impress me, dude? Go beat a boxer. Hell, dude, fight a fucking amateur boxer. Mm-hmm. Like, anything is better than this spectacle bullshit that you're doing because no one like real true fans of the sport are not going to take that shit serious. They're going to be like, no. dude, this is all fucking money grab, yep. salacious entertainment bullshit. Like this isn't. And that's why, like, that's why they're saying like, dude, what he's done is great for fighter pay and bringing eyes to the sport, but it's tarnishing what boxing truly is. Yeah. Where it's two he's... men getting in the ring, trying to punch each other. While trying not to get hit, yeah, and they're and they're these are real dudes who have been really doing this shit. They've spent their lives training this way. I just I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, as a true it, fan of boxing, dude, it just pisses me off to see this it, guy fighting fucking tomato cans because yeah. fighting MMA fighters who didn't come into MMA as boxers, like it's not fucking impressive. Tyron Woodley was a wrestler. Askren was a wrestler. Nate Diaz is a fucking jujitsu grappler <laughs> and fucking, the only one the only one that he fought that had any kind of like legit hands was anderson silva and anderson silva's 50 fucking years old so it's like <laughs> like it's like oh my god like you like people are actually falling for this shit and think he's a fucking good fighter yeah i guarantee it's- you this dude if he could fight a guy at his weight class, who's not even in the rankings. Like, let's say like it's a, a fucking, you know, outside of the top 100 fighters. There's a big gap in between the number one fighter and the, uh, you know, and a number. Uh, oh, fuck. Between the number one and the number 100, there's a giant gap in between that right but those guys would beat his ass dude i'll leave it at that yep it's it's very it's very i had something i had something come up so i gotta jump um but uh let me know how the rest of it goes at the end i'll holler at you guys later all right all right bro isaiah yes sir what is your feelings about jake paul I, I honestly feel like, and and you know, I I got about halfway through his little untold documentary on Netflix. Um, so I mean, to me, he has stopped a lot of his antics, but he's still a talker. He's still gonna put on a show, and right now, people want to see a show. I mean, it is what it is. You can't you can't discredit him for being at least thoughtful and mindful, and he's got good coaches in his corner. I'm not sold on him is basically for what T said because he kind of, you know, he definitely has, has has his certain feelings on him. 
But, I mean, to me, he's got to play. I mean, he's got he's to face a real boxer. So until he does, you can't be sold on him. But is he do a good? Is he doing a good job for avid fans and for avid people that want to be entertained? Absolutely. You can't you can't discredit that. This this kid's putting on shows. He's signing deals with promotions and streaming services. And organ. You got to think. You could you could buy that pay per view last night on ESPN. Of course. I hope the FBI is not listening to me. I didn't, but, <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, and he's giving exposure to women boxers as well. So as far as his efforts, I can't discredit them. Um, yeah. As far as his boxing, let's see, let's see how, how long he's really committed to do it. And, you know, real boxers fight how many times a year, Marlon? Well, it depends actually. Cause some, yeah. some will fight three, two, two, two times a year. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, he fights about that now. Yeah, he fights about that. Um, you know, whenever you're an amateur, you fight every chance you oh, get. Yeah, for yeah. Amateurs, amateurs will fight, fuck around, and fight once a week or once every two weeks or once every three or four, like once a month or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll stay going and they don't stop. So, I mean, let's see how active he can be because a lot of his time is definitely committed to the promotion aspect, but that shit lasts so long. So, I mean, let's see how active he stays because I watched that fight and being honest with you, we all know that Nate Diaz is not a boxer. We all know what Nate does is he baits people, he gets them tired, and then he tries to beat them up, which is exactly what he did last night. The only problem with that is whenever Jake Paul did have a gas take, he was pointing the right way. He was moving the right way, but he's also been training for five years. And Nate Diaz has to worry about, you know, 20, 40 more different things when he's in the octagon versus just being sure that you stand up in front of somebody and you check head movement and you try not to get punched in your face. It's it's so different. And, you know, Nate's a showman in his own right. But overall, the fight was, I think Jake Paul won that fight in the fifth round. He knocked Nate down. He caught him yep. in his temple with the left hook and knocked him down. After that, it was over. Because from the fifth on, uh, you can argue every round whether Nate or Jake won. I think Nate by far won the eighth, the ninth, probably the tenth. The seventh was probably a draw. The sixth was probably to Nate. Nate might have won the third. But every other one, you gotta you gotta argue that what Nate does is he just he's not really boxing. He would get him in the pocket, he would get him close and just throw uppercuts and throw, you know, those little tap punches on the top of his head. That's all he was doing. Yep. So Jake was throwing jabs, he was throwing hooks, he was throwing body shots. Nate wasn't doing that. And it you know, it sucks, but at the same time, it's what the sport is. It's boxing. It doesn't matter if you stay in somebody's hip pocket and throw uppercuts. You also, oh god, excuse me. You're also eating left hooks to your fucking temple and eating jabs and being like, "Come on, motherfucker, that's what's up. Let's fucking go." That yeah, that'll get you far. It'll show that you have heart, but heart don't mean shit whenever judges are scoring it. I. 
Let, let me say this, and then we can move on. Jake, Jake, okay. Paul is, is, Jake Paul is is a super double-edged sword. As far as if he's good or bad for boxing, he's both. Mm-hmm. Because he can make someone a superstar whenever he finally does, if he finally starts fighting boxers. Yep. For instance, Canelo is probably the most known boxer in the world right now, most known active boxer in the yeah. world because everyone knows Canelo, right? Because yeah. Canelo fought Floyd Mayweather early in his career and it put him on the map. Yeah. If Jake Paul were to fight Canelo, the audience of it would be fucking nuts. Insane. So that would take someone like Canelo who's like an usher, like usher the the R&B nigga usher. Let yeah. it burn that nigga to <laughs> Michael Jackson Prince level where he's yes. an icon because of all of the guys that he would bring that don't know Canelo, don't care about boxing. It's going to bring mm-hmm. more ESPN, Fox, all that shit there. Ariel Hawani, fighter. Like I said earlier, it's going to bring all that shit that's not always fully at a Canelo fight. If you watch a Canelo fight, you will see celebrities there who are boxing fans. But yep. you're not going to see people who are there for the spectacle to have a good time like you used no. to with like a Mike Tyson fight. Exactly. Jake Paul could bring that. It mm-hmm. could then also open more younger kids who love Jake Paul or even teenagers, mid-20 people who are watching and they know Jake Paul and they watch him fight someone else. Maybe yep. they don't know and they like this guy. Oh, okay, I like this guy's intro. Oh, this look, this guy walked out with Eminem in Detroit and then he beat the shit out of Homeboy. Oh, I like that. I like this. Bud Crawford, that's his name. That's the stuff that Jake yeah. could bring in and, and expand their audience. And I did think I heard Errol Spence bring that up a few months ago on The Pivot when they mm-hmm. asked him about Jake Paul. But um, And Nate Diaz, what we've seen, that's what I expect from Nate Diaz. I, Nate yeah. Diaz's career was over when he choked out Conor McGregor. Yeah. Once he choked out Connor and they gave him like 50 or like 25 to 50 mil or somewhere like that because mm-hmm. of how big the card was and whatnot and at what that moment was for the MMA, it was Connor's first loss in the UFC. Mm-hmm. That that was it. He got the bag. He fought him again, got another bag, and then mm-hmm. he doesn't look interested in any fights. Nate no. is he's he's doing that shit where he's he's just getting the bag, but he's doing his Nate Diaz shit like he did with Leon Edwards. He yep. legit hurt Leon Edwards after yeah. getting his ass whooped the entire fight. And when yep. he hurt him, you could tell he didn't want to win the fight. Leon was on the wobbliest of legs, and Nate points at him. Boom. Yeah. That moment, yeah. that is Nate Diaz. Where yeah, what the, the fuck are you doing? Finish him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five five rounds. What the first maybe you control 13 seconds of the fight but Mm -hmm. because nate is such a wild character similar to jake paul people like that so you have nate fans who are like bro nate has probably lost maybe four out of his last five fights and they're not even close and well he beat yeah he beat tony ferguson but yeah. everyone else, he was going to get skull fucked by Hamzat Shumayev, and everyone should yeah. know that. But yeah. um, that's that's Nate. So I I didn't expect anything different. He when when Jake slowed down, Nate could have poured it on, but he didn't. He just did what Nate does. He never yeah. really a cup maybe a couple times increased the power behind his punches to yeah. to actually hurt Jake. I don't know. Maybe one or two shots may have hurt Jake. But mm-hmm. it it didn't look. I wasn't impressed. 
And that's from someone who the week prior watched Aerosmith and Terrence Crawford. That's the levels. That's an actual ass whooping. Even though Aerosmith is top tier, Terrence Crawford put on a a, a great performance. And that's just better. Yeah. You you can even though Bud was beating Aerosmith's ass, Aerosmith did not look as out of it or as insignificant as Nate Diaz looked last night. But no, not at all. That's that's all uh, all I wanted to mention on that. Um, yeah. I'm going to save the whole Keith Thurman, Clarissa Shields for next week when your brother gets back because I know he yeah. wants he wants that action. But um, yeah. we, what's happening in the UFC right now? I know I think I just seen Israel Adesanya will be fighting Sean Strickland because Duplessis can't fight or, or he has he's injured after his last fight or something like that so that fight is getting pushed yeah, yeah. he he wanted well, he wanted he wanted to fight i think in october and izzy wanted to fight in timber and he said he couldn't get uh ready fast enough for it because of what he fought a couple weeks ago so august mm-hmm. september two months in between and uh i think izzy would have gotten like a three or four month break but yeah, yeah so he's probably gonna fight uh sean strickland when are we gonna give my homie Sam Bagan his respect? I'm tired. Uh, fuck that. After that fight last night, everybody hates Corey Sanhagen right now. You, you can hate him all you want. Winning. Hashtag like it, winning. It, it really is. It really is. And I'm actually glad for him that Umar had to pull out. Because I, I don't know how good Umar is going to be. But if Umar would have came in there and made slight work at Corey, that was it for him. Honestly, yeah. I think that this is his <laughs> final push in that division because depending on how the Aljo O'Malley fight goes um, I don't think that Aljo I don't think that Aljo can beat Sanhagen twice not I think like he did the first time no no and like I said we we know that you know Sean O'Malley he's got that boxing he's got the distance you know he could keep fighters away from him but what's one thing that nobody's hardly ever been able to stop from Aljo? That backpack. And so, and, and I, I was talking to someone, and I don't want to I'm, – I'm done, like, trying to predict a fight and say this is what's going to happen. But I would say in that fight, something to look out for. Jan, when he fought Sean, he tried to take him down – or he took him down a lot. Sean was mm-hmm. able to get up, right? Mm-hmm. The reason Sean was able to get up so fast – is because there was no threat of a submission. So he would give up his back to stand up. You mm-hmm. do that shit with Aljo. It's going to be way different, buddy. Yeah, he will try to choke you out. Yeah, he's going to backpack you. He's going to body tri- triangle you. And the th- the thing the crazy thing is is Aljo will not when he when he backpacks you, he won't make a mistake. He's not going to rush a choke and get nope. too high so you can shake him off. He will he will sit on your back for the full round. Nope. And just be fine with it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be fine with so, that. yeah, I would that's what he's accustomed to doing. Yep. Yeah, I, um, I'd say that, and then I'd also say Aljo's probably, especially if Sean can stuff some early takedowns. Aljo, unless he gets starched, he's going to shoot for like 26, 28, 35 takedowns. Absolutely, without <laughs> without a without a doubt. I listened to, um, I think it was on like Facebook videos, or it might have been an Instagram reel, but it's a rule that. Aljo uses a lot of how he shoots. So, you know, he shoots, he, he almost, he almost gets into a down position as he starts to shoot. 
so fighters can't throw a kick. Yeah. Because once they throw a kick, it's a DQ. Like every time. I mean, I'm not gonna say direct because let's be honest. He was getting his ass whooped by Piotr Young. He was thousand percent. And it was, I think, some mishandling from his corner. But at the same time, Aljo did that exact move, and that's why Jan threw that knee the way that he did. He didn't think that he was considered a downed opponent because of how it looked like Aljo was standing up. But honestly, Aljo was just what? Just trying to shoot for another takedown. Yep. And he got stuck. It, yeah. it, it and I hate that that rule too because in the UFC you can shoot and once you're down like that they can't do any damage to you so a lot yeah. of guys like Aljo and Marab they use that position to rest mm-hmm. because they there's no threat they don't have to cover they only have to cover their body yeah but they, yep. their head and face and stuff they don't have to they can just sit there and there's nothing yeah. that that they have to do until the ref stands them stands them up Joe Rogan exactly. is a big proponent of allowing people to get kneed in the fucking brains. Because yeah. it's a you're you're using that position to rest, and mm-hmm. it's not a natural position. Because in a true fight, and that's what MMA claims to be in a true fight, if you shoot on somebody like that and they stuff that takedown, and you're throw in that knee. position, yeah, yeah. you're they, you ain't safe. <laughs> no, so they throwing that knee, and and especially too, you watched his last fight against uh, Cejudo. How many times was Cejudo just pissed and just let him get up? He just kept letting him get up. He's yep. like, I'm tired of this motherfucker just sitting there. And and I, you know, the ref would be like, get up. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't allow that to he wouldn't allow a whole lot of rest. But in that fight, man, it's just it sucks because knowing that Aljo's the champ, you have to convincingly beat the champ for the judges to side in your favor. It has to Sometimes. be like a runaway. Yeah. Sometimes. That's true. Sometimes. Just depending on who's fucking uh, scoring the fight, I, but yeah, yeah, that that and also a little bit of who it is. Yeah, for for yeah. instance, popularity will win you a fight because let's say let's say uh, Sean fights Aljo the same way that Peter Yan or uh, let's say I'm trying to think Peter Yan or uh, fuck, I don't know. Maybe how how TJ Dillashaw fought fucking how the the shit with Corey Sandhagen was. Yes, Sean Sean's name will will win him those fights. Yeah, Sean, we we saw it. Sean is a bigger name than Peter Yan, and regardless of what what people say, I've seen fights the that exact same that were mm-hmm. scored for in a unanimous decision for Peter Yan. Like I've seen those exact fights, and mm-hmm. we've seen with Alex Pereira versus uh, Jan Blahovich. Jan mm-hmm. had him took him down more. He had more control, but significant strike wise was Alex Pereira way over Jan, and Alex Pereira won that fight. Jan yeah. said he felt like he was robbed. The reason he feels like he was robbed is because there are other fights that are the exact same way, like your yeah. Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw, and they score it for control time. So mm-hmm. it's such, exactly it's such even when Jan beat Izzy, right? Even when Jan beat Izzy. Yeah. He essentially yeah. laid on him for three rounds. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And that's what I'm saying is your name will win you fights like that. I th- I think the only reason that they didn't give it to Izzy, uh, the the young fight to Izzy, is because it's hard whenever he was just he was just laying on him. He was just on his – like he had him fully mounted at one point. 
So that get yeah. that's a little bit more to where Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw, there was not a like Dillashaw just pressed him up against the fence. Yeah. And when he would take him down, Corey would get back up, he'd take him back down. That was it. That's all that was happening. The same mm-hmm. shit happened in the the Yawn uh Sean fight. There was a lot more significant strikes, but every time Sean hit Peter, Peter would hit Sean back. And he had more control time, and they were like, "Oh, well, Sean made him bleed, so that he he wins." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And but, and but, to me, that fight at best draw. Draw. It's not yeah. a. It's not a unanimous decision. Was was it even a split or was it unanimous? Oh, I I, I don't remember honestly. I just remember as because I was on my way to the oral or I said oral shit, uh, Or's family pumpkin patch Bonk. shit. Yeah, 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 and I was watching it in the passenger seat of uh, of my truck because my wife was driving because I was watching that, and yeah. I seen that. And as soon as the fight was over, I texted the homies KG and Jeff, and I was like, "At worst, that's a draw, but I have the fight going to Peter Yan." And I said, "Sean does belong." Yeah, and as soon as I seen the unanimous decision, I was like, or whatever the, the decision was, I was like, "That's bullshit." Then I looked yeah. at Sean's face, and I was like. You can it's tell clean. that he knows he you can tell that he knows that's bullshit. Then you yeah. hear a couple of days after he gets into character. Oh no, I know I won the fight. Okay, bro. Let's be real. I hit a, I hit him more times. Yeah. That's that's where because then now he's playing the character like Colby Covington. Everyone no. does that shit. Nobody wants to be like Anderson Silva or GSP where they were so honorable where they would say Nah, I lost that fight. I didn't think I did enough or something. Oh, I, you know, I need to get a little bit better, blah, blah, blah. I was uh, lucky to get this decision. Like, fighters nowadays won't do that because they, yep. have to, they have to sell. They have to be entertaining and shit. So. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as far as UFC, like, news and everything like that, I mean, sadly, I wasn't able to watch 291 the way I wanted to watch 291. Michelle Perea, that fat mother. Trucker, bro. I was so mad. I was, he didn't make weight, so that fight got completely scrapped. So we don't see Wonder Boy. We don't see him. I think the UFC needs to cut him. I said and the same far, thing. Yeah. As far as the card in and of itself was a good card. I mean, top to bottom. Derek Lewis on the winning track doing Derek Lewis shit, which surprisingly was a kick. Um we know he throws those dumbass kicks in the first round, and then he gasses out, and he don't even lift his legs, <laughs> and then he never lifts his legs again. So that was extremely surprising. He's a good character. You could kind of say he's in the gatekeeper role for the heavyweights. You know, we have our gatekeepers. Percent. We have our gatekeepers in almost every division. You know, he's definitely that in in the heavyweight regard. Um, I don't think he gets another title shot no, unless he, he changes a lot of his. Um, training uh methods and what he does to get ready for because let's be honest darren lewis don't ever look like he's ready to fucking fight somebody hey bro he had a six-pack he had a six-pack this uh for for this fight it's nuts but he had a six-pack you're like is that why you won is that why you took it that late nah (laughs) nah bro darren lewis is just a you said it perfect he's a gatekeeper and he will beat he he's that guy where you have a young prospect coming up and you say, is this guy really as good as I, as, as they say he is? Let's put him yep. in there with Derek Lewis. And then yep. either the guy comes in and molly walks Derek Lewis and he beats the fuck out of him, chokes him out, gets him against the cage, elbows him, and then he just falls asleep. Or Derek yep. connects and knocks him the fuck out. And then they're like, well, I guess that guy wasn't as good as he thought he was. Back to the PFL, buddy. 
Yeah, <laughs> for real, that ain't no lie. Yeah, that ain't no damn lie. Yeah, but, the that let me pull up that card because there was there was a good good shit, and obviously I don't want to run too long, but I mean we yeah. still have another 10, 15 minutes or whatever. But um, okay. so I was I was really impressed with Kevin Holland against Michael Chiesa. Uh, I think Kevin Holland's a fucking idiot. After the fight, he said something about if there's no BMF at the welterweight division. Uh, or no BMF belt at the welterweight division, then I'm moving back up to middleweight. Okay, so you want to move back up to middleweight and start getting fucked up again? Okay, that makes sense. You're yeah, for real. in the welterweight division. You're in the welterweight division. He is solid, real yes. solid. That's his. That's his weight class, man. Yes, natural. He's tall, long pause. Uh, he's able to evenly strength, like be even in strength with those wrestlers. As to where in the middleweight division, he can't. But and I think everyone in that division should like they know Kevin Holland's got some hands. For real. So if you don't get him on the ground, look at what happened to Kiesa. Like Michael Kiesa got clipped and was shooting for legs and got darts choked. Yeah. So you know that he he has at least some decent, you know, submission game. I think too, with with the entirety of that fight was um you know, Michael Chiesa hasn't fought in how long? You know, uh, I think I think he showed a little bit of rust, but I'm not I'm not knocking anything that Kevin Holland did by by no means because he's extremely more active. But I think they threw that name. I think they threw that card together. But I think Kevin Holland he's hey, <laughs> know where your bread is at. Man, De- develop. Uh, I'm not saying that he isn't developed already. Develop your ground game to where you don't get treated like you did against fucking Islam. It'll be fine. <laughs> just, just keep working at that. We know you got hands. We know you got some submissions. Work on your takedown defense. We know you got good cardio. Polish yourself to be a complete overall fighter. Not saying that he has holes in this game, but if you go up against a guy that does nothing but wrestle. You got to make it a fight, and that yep. was not a fight. Yeah, that was not a fight at all. You could, you could see it when he fought Derek Brunson. It was the same thing. When they were on the, his feet, he clearly outmatched Derek Brunson. Once Derek Brunson took him down, Derek Brunson really didn't do it. He just kind of laid on him and beat him up a little bit, and he couldn't get out of it. When he fought Kumshot, I mean Hamzat, sorry. Uh, when he fought Hamzat, that, that's exactly what happened. Is he just yeah. Hamzat shot from damn near across the cage. Shot. And was able to get a hold of his leg, and then he just it, it was over with. Yeah. So I mean, you're fighting big names, and we know that you you belong and you have that ability. But there's one thing you got to work on, man. I mean, that's I'm not saying that he doesn't work on it, but you just got to be a little more polished. You got to be a little more ready for it because a lot of the times, too, those guys that do wrestle, I mean, I don't think that they necessarily telegraph their takedowns attempts but you you got to know their tendencies i mean what is what does islam always do throws a right and he shoots yep just about every time can you stop it i mean that's the biggest question can you stop it and volk volk knew it was coming volk just he got that heart and he was like i'm gonna get up i don't give a fuck i'm getting up and he's strong as fuck Volk yes. was a fucking rugby player at like 250 pounds, so yeah. homie lost. He lost the weight on his upper body. His lower body is still built like uh, 
pause. Go ahead. <laughs> but no, he still he still has uh, the lower body strength to push himself through those and not let people lay down, you know, on him. Pause. Um, <laughs> Got that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I, I think I think that's something, you know, Kevin Holland, he's got the reach. He's a skinny dude. Um, but I think he's got to – I think he has to develop, you know, definitely more of that ground game. But we're, you know, in the in the midst of us comparing fighters, I'm just looking forward to seeing these, these new ones coming up. And not to mention, we have to talk about this, this controversial Chuck Liddell overhand right that landed on the Chicago White Sox. Chicago White Sox shortstop. Tim Anderson. Boy, how do you... We briefly touched about it before we started recording, and yeah. he... Tim Anderson squared up like like he was about that life. He threw a little combo? Ass. Yeah, bro. Homie, and then he was just throwing them things. just, And it looked like uh, Ramirez just clipped him. And when he yeah. clipped him, it looked like he hit him in the perfect spot and it sat him the fuck down. It, yeah. I, honestly, I love it. I love it, right? I think baseball needs some shit like that to be more entertaining. I was thinking about this yesterday, and this is going to be off uh, on a, a fucking whole rabbit hole. But baseball, when back in the day, was it really was looked at as America's pastime, and I yeah. truly believe that it has been passed over. I think the numbers yeah. speak for themselves. More people watch football, more people watch basketball, more people watch UFC, more people watch those things than they do baseball. And because it's let's be real, it's boring as fuck. There unless you unless you can either be there, you're playing it, or it's the playoffs. I'm not watching 182 games. Like I'm just Absolutely not gonna do not. it. Yeah, not yeah. going to. But when you do have things like this, or you do have stuff with Batista and uh Odor. That a few yeah. years ago that's the stuff that fans start talking about and that's when you start having people loving those players when you have somebody bat flipping or and that's super controversial and whatnot i think that's whenever you start getting those eyes that's whenever you have the jake paul effect where you have these younger kids who like that shit and yeah. maybe they go to a hidden like a, a indoor hidden facility or something just to you know start hitting or younger kids they start having that desire that some people our age when we were younger when they seen king griffey jr playing and it's just like oh man like i love the way he swings i love his swag i love how he wears his hat backwards i want to do that i want to try that blah 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 there's really no one right now that has that flair to bring uncommon eyes onto the sport but if you have something like this where tim anderson gets sat down like yeah like Nate Diaz did. Eyes is on it, bro. We're talking yeah. about it. I guarantee you it's going to be on ESPN all today. People are going to talk about it. Twitter, uh, the app formerly known as Twitter was talking <laughs> about it all day yesterday. So one person from Barstool Sports found the tweet where Tim Anderson said it 11 years ago and said, I'm going back to sleep, and they spam retweeted it. <laughs> Think think about that. Think about that. And somebody even quote tweeted his tweet and said, "This aged very well, like your left hook." 
man. I was like, my God. Because Tim, Tim was in the southpaw stance, front forward on his right foot. He It sounded like as he was punching, he was doing that beep, back, boom, like he was doing that. <laughs> like he was making those noises. <laughs> oh, and, shit. <laughs> and, and Ramirez, honestly, bro, it the moment I saw him throw that, because I think the catcher might have been the pitcher, <laughs> tried to grab him, and he was ducked. He ducked, I think he ducked uh, Anderson's left. He threw like a straight left at him. But he didn't follow it up with an uppercut. That's where he got caught lacking. And he <laughs> threw the most Amanda Nunez, Chuck Liddell, uh, fucking Cuba Good Jr. in <laughs> fucking Boys in the Hood ass, just overhand right, Clifton. And the funniest part was, yeah, it was the aftermath of Tim Anderson mad that he got knocked out because he he got knocked out. He went stiff. He (laughs) He went 100% stiff. He was getting carried to the dugout, but he looked like when Tua got knocked out in the Bills game and Tua said it was a back injury, you know, they couldn't – his lower body and his upper body weren't on the same page. He was he was doing that little duck walk that football coaches used to make us do with his lower body, but his upper body was mad. <sighs> Flaring his elbows out, trying to be in a defensive stance. And they literally had to carry this man to the dugout. Like when you have to carry a kid that just got into a fight with the other kid, you grab him under their under their arm. That's what Tim Anderson looked like. Right. He did so, he definitely did. He was he just ducked his head and was like, "I'm," or not Tim Anderson, but Jose Ramirez. He ducked his head and was, "Whatever I can connect with, I'm gonna connect." And he he threw that right, connected, and yeah. Tim Anderson. It looked like, I think he was still semi-conscious when he was going yeah. down, which is probably worse because yes. you know what's happening, and your body shut down, and that nothing you can do can save it. You try it's, to fight your feelings. Yeah, but you can't. You, <laughs> <laughs> At least when you go out, out, you just wake up. Like, what happened? But yeah, he knew what was happening, and he just he couldn't he couldn't stop it. He couldn't fight it. He was he as I've said very recently a lot. He got up out of there. He went, oh yeah. I don't think he wanted any more part of that. And what's weird about it is normally, other than the the Rugen Odor Batista one. Often it's batters charging the mound against pitchers. So when you get a, a a player sliding in to a base or somebody being a dick about hitting a home run, it's gonna take a second for somebody to get there. A baseball diamond is huge. Yeah, yeah. So they, they had a minute. Usually when somebody charges, it's ninety feet. They're That's running. Still a, it's still a long ways though. That is a, a yeah. long ways too. Because I, in my head, as you were talking, I was just thinking. Bro, if I was a pitcher and somebody charged up, like charged me, I would have time to charge up. Like, sure, you can. Yeah, you have. You would. You would just kind of. You, you would do that little okie doke stroke that uh, <laughs> Shank Man, <laughs> or do that little Roy Jones Jr. You will pop up. You will pop up the, the, you know, the right hand and get it ready to throw it straight. But they're face to face with each other. That's like that's instant. And I saw a funny stat too that it was like. Elvis Andrews has been a part of two of the craziest 
fucking punches in baseball history because when Odora hit Batista, Elvis Andrews is standing behind him just looking. Same thing last night. He's just standing there, just watching him. And what is that ump doing? I mean, yo, what the fuck was that ump doing? The ump got in between them. It was like, nah, y'all got y'all got to settle this. Like, man, just walked away. <laughs> All right, fight. <laughs> yeah. Y'all don't have nothing else to touch gloves and go back to your corner. <laughs> Let's go. He he hit the he hit the <laughs> he hit the he hit the Herb Dean. Yeah. All right, let's go. Just go. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, they just, just crazy they crazy shit in sports, man. I yeah. can't believe we saw that. I do have to mention though that pitcher that uh, Bryce Harper charges the mound against. He fucking he he connected. He made Bryce Harper's hair fly. Yeah. That was the last crazy baseball fight that I've seen, but I just had to mention that because Bryce ran after him. The pitcher just threw – I think he threw his glove at him first. Yep. Took a step back. Boom. Just caught him with a straight. <laughs> it's base, Baseball fights are hard, too, because, Paul's – it's difficult because <laughs> – because you have such a long time in between when you finally when, – when you get to somebody – so mm-hmm. if you charge if you charge someone, regardless of where it's at, like you said, people are so far apart. Yeah. But you have so, <gasps> shoot, you have so much time to think or show show bitch tendencies where people you can tell like he don't want to he don't want to fight. He's he's like boy, please man please hey hey hey. But let's just get in a shoving them, match and stare at yeah. each other and walk away. Yeah. Yep. You also have them Tim Anderson dudes who's standing there gets in a a fighting stance and then gets cleaned up man he he it was it reminded me of a proxy fight you know like i think ramirez his his helmet was off or pushed the helmet off anderson slipped his glove he didn't grab his glove and throw it off he slipped his whole glove off and just he was just ready he was just ready <laughs> it reminded me I, I forget i think it was a it was way back in the day I think it was your team. I think it was some dude from the Lakers was squaring up with somebody, and they had that they had that stance about. Them. Oh I shit! Was well, you talking about I'll, Steve Blake? <laughs> no, I think it was like in the seventies. I don't. I can't uh, remember the two NBA teams. It might have been the gonna, Sixers or something. Okay, but, I was gonna say because because uh, I remember Steve Blake used to hit. He used to, bro, I love all the time. I love hearing stories about how fucking much of a dog Steve Blake was in his prime. He was fighting everybody. He didn't give a He's shit. probably still fighting, bro. Steve Blake's yeah. probably gonna make his first UFC appearance in in a couple of weeks. Forty three year old professional <laughs> basketball player in the flyweight division. Steve, Steve Blake. Yeah, you about that action. Um, so before we before we wrap up, man, have you heard or got any interesting news from Dolphins camp, training camp? Um, any, anything I y'all are working I on before all those before uh, Jalen Ramsey's tore his meniscus and he's out? Uh, I believe that there was early reports. This was yesterday that Tua had to do that conducted an interview with Tua, like a presser, about how it was very un at their uh, inter-squad scrimmage at the scrimmage they held yesterday. So uneven, like, 
our offense looks good or uneven like our defense looks good, which it's a fast offense. I don't think there's any offense in the league that's faster than ours, so that could be looked at as a very good thing or a very bad thing from an overall team aspect. Uh, I don't think there's any more injuries. We signed the best free agent corner in the league, though. Eli Apple, baby. Let's go. Eli burnt toast apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eli, Eli toasted apple. <laughs> he, I, I was trying to tell you and JB at, at Beat Up yesterday the the benefit of having Eli Apple. While, while Eli Apple will get cooked by by the best receiver on your team. Absolutely. When he's there with, with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, he wouldn't be Devon bad. Holland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, wouldn't be bad. He, They'll probably he put him in the solid. nickel position. Yeah, yeah he'll, 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 him he'll the be in the nickel corner. He'll be, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's obviously you don't want him on like your Jamar Chases or Justin Jeffersons and stuff. But against they're, they're two, like a KJ Osborne or maybe even a Jordan Addison who hasn't figured out the game yet, uh, that yeah. would be that wouldn't be bad for him. Because again, yeah. he brings a lot of value. People want to talk shit about him, uh, but he's not a. He, it's not like they're putting me out there, me right now, out there and saying, "Hey, man, we need yeah. 50, 64 plays. We need you to stand in front of Jay Jettas. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, yeah. You also got to look at the simple fact of people are like he's getting toasted, but he is. I have to. The only reason why I'm saying this is because he's on my team now, so I have to semi defend him in the Super Bowl. He was tasked with guarding Cooper Cup, fresh off one of the most historic NFL seasons at the receiver position in history. Uh, Who else was stopping Cooper Cup? I'm not – he didn't stop him. Yeah, he didn't stop him. But, yes, you get more exposure in those moments like that. But, you know, you put him on a a two, a receiver two or a slot guy, he's fine. He does great. Yep. Honestly, he does really good. It's just the you can tell the high the difference in the play of a top tier receiver versus probably a normal middle of the pack corner. It's gonna look like you're gonna get exposed because the game before that, when he had to play against the Chiefs, right? He was guarding Tyree Kill. Come on, man. What do you want yeah. this man to do? Before that exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If he played, you know, at that time, he was with the Bengals when they played the Bills, he has to guard Stephon Diggs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are hard matchups. Yep. On any piece of paper. So even though I'm defending him, I know that he's not not near the tier of Xavier or Jalen. But I think he could be serviceable. Now it's going to be scary because he has to go against uh, either Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston, or Keenan Allen week one. So we'll see. <laughs> He'll be fine. He'll pro- they'll probably match him up with Mike Williams, honestly. <clears throat> what yep. about you and your Steelers, bro? Uh, good things, but again, it's training camp, so I don't want to get too high on stuff. I do from our from what I've been reading and stuff on Twitter or the the app formerly known as Twitter. We've yes. we've started mixing other like things in in our offense. Uh, to help us in the red zone because we got to the red zone a lot or the yeah the red zone we just couldn't score so yeah. putting people in position to be able to score more points um, our defense still looks good me uh, yesterday was his first practice he had some personal issues that he was dealing with it sounds like herpes um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean honestly it's it's same old same old 
the other day at the night practice on Saturday, uh, they said Kenny Pickett went 11 of 12 for like 120, 130 yards and a couple touchdowns against our uh, one defense, which is solid. But yeah. I mean, I still want to see his growth. But our people will bring Kenny Pickett up as he's going to be the reason why we win or we lose. I honestly think it's going to be more of Matt Canada. It's going to be um, our yeah. play caller because if it's so vanilla that everybody knows what plays we're running before, it's we're, we're not leaving each other with more of a chance. I know there's old school players or old school people out there that think like my dad of, I don't care if the other team knows what play you're running. If you're better than that. Yeah. Well, we're talking about the fucking best athletes in the world. So yeah. it's, it's not. Yeah. So yeah, that shit works in high school football whenever you're just so much better than the person in front of you when you're mm-hmm. Chandler and you're playing fucking drum right. But in the NFL, <laughs> that shit don't work. But yeah, that's yeah. that's about it. I mean, if you get in the red zone, I say you throw every jump ball to Darnell Washington. Either him or George Pickens. <laughs> that's you that's mean the, you mean OPI? You mean the OPI yeah. Pickens? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mike Irvin can do it, so can he. It's it, it'll be right. it'll be different too because we in the red zone last year we threw a lot of passes to Deontay Johnson fades and all that stuff we wasted yeah. a lot of plays uh, from what I've been seeing we've we're utilizing the middle of the field a lot better with Allen Robinson as well as Pat Fryermuth so yeah. I think we should be better I do think Kenny Pickett throws like 15 picks though he still from what I see he does throw uh, his long passes like out routes sometimes he's late. And oh, I, can see, yeah. I can see quite a few of those getting picked. But, mm-hmm. uh, it, I mean, quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. It is what it is. Yeah. But but I got to get ready to go uh, get ready for a lunch with my brother-in-laws. Um, what you want to leave the people with? Man, let's just leave the people with. Don't get caught slipping. You'll catch an overhand right. Man, I thought you was going to say <laughs> don't get caught slipping because you'll get your booty hole taken by Police uh, Johnson. all right well we will be back hopefully next week uh thank you for listening as always please like share and man tell us what y'all want to hear tell us what you want to hear but besides that we out we out peace